Hello, and welcome to Small Steps Right Direction, a podcast devoted to helping you find your amazing world one step at a time. In each episode, we will be discussing ways you can start building a life that leaves you going to bed feeling proud and waking up feeling purposeful. Here at YAW, we are dedicated to continuous growth and development and believe that no matter your goal, one step in the right direction can change your trajectory forever. Finding your very own amazing world can be a big task. Be sure to unlock all of our weekly resources and support by joining our inclusive Facebook community, Your Amazing World. So without further ado, hit that subscribe button and let's start stepping. Hey y'all. So today we are wrapping up our family health challenge with the number two and number three factors in health and weight loss, which are sleep and movement in that order. Yes, you did hear me right. I did say in that order. Sleep has actually bumped exercise in order of importance to health and weight loss. It helps your body re-regulate. It helps you to heal. It helps your brain to recharge. Um, it is vitally important to your health and well-being. Now, that said, Research has recently shown that the average American is getting six or less hours of sleep a night. Now, for most people, that is not nearly enough. Skimping on sleep causes profound detriments to your health and especially to your cognitive ability, your ability to just function in your everyday, to think about things, to react to situations. They've even found that lack of sleep or sleep deprivation has the same effects on driving as drinking, as being actually intoxicated. So it's a pretty big deal. And if you have ever struggled with sleep or you currently aren't getting enough sleep, you know how impactful it is to your mood, to your immune system, to your overall health, to your ability to do your job or to parent or to be in any kind of contact with another person because it is really difficult to get through a day when you haven't had enough sleep. Now, that said, while there are many, many factors that impact a person's ability to sleep as a mom of five kids, I know that one of the biggest factors in my house was my children, their sleep schedules, right? Because let's face it, if you have a two-year-old waking up three times a night, you are probably not sleeping. If your children go to bed really late, it probably impacts your quality of sleep. If your children get up early, it's probably impacting your sleep quality. And we all know you can't just have a two-year-old wandering the house alone while you're getting the much-needed rest. Okay. So, How do you handle this? How do you handle this for yourself? How do you handle this for your kids? Well, the answer is a lot simpler than it seems. The answer is a bedtime routine. I know that it sounds so easy, and I know that you might be sitting out there thinking to yourself, do you think I haven't tried that, Cassie? 
Do you really think I haven't tried that? But here's the thing with a bedtime routine. It is important to make that routine consistent. It is important to make that routine start at the same time every night. And when it comes to your kids, it's important to keep it relatively simple, okay? To create some guidelines around your bedtime routine that keep it to a minimum, all right? So I'm going to throw out some things that actually you may want to consider adding to your bedtime routine. Um, In our home, we always did a evening tidy time. Um, We usually did it after dinner, but you can absolutely do it as part of the bedtime routine. And that is the time where we pick up toys. We always set a, um, we always set an alarm, a little timer, um, and we have little prizes. Like whoever picks up the most things gets to pick the movie or the morning cartoons or gets to pick dinner on Friday night, right? Um, Things like that. And then we have a little competition to have all the kids pick up as many things as they can and put them away. Okay. I know sounds so simple, but it makes such a big difference if you get some wind down time, time at night in a nice, clean, well, straightened up anyways, house, not surrounded by clutter. Okay. Then what we want to do is we want to make sure that we get those kids ready for bed by getting them into their jammies, getting them, getting their teeth brushed, getting their face washed, getting whatever they need done before they go to bed. Now, listen, if you have a snack time, it's a great idea to do the snack between tidy time and getting ready time, okay? Um, That way they can brush their teeth afterwards and keep that snack healthy. Avoid sugary snacks. Avoid dairy. Um, Keep that snack simple and healthy. Um, Carrot sticks are a great idea. We have even done things in our house like applesauce with cinnamon. Um, Kids love that. No sugar, just cinnamon. Um, Fruit, things like that even. I know people kind of give fruit a bad rap because it has natural sugar, but the fiber really mitigates the natural sugar. Avoid juice. All right? So we want to make sure the kids have a little snack. Then we are going to do our getting ready time. That could also include a bath. A lot of people like to do a bath at this time. It's nice. It's soothing. Um, Get some maybe lavender um, scented uh, Epsom salts, things like that are really, really relaxing. Okay. We want to keep those screens off for that half hour before dinner. No watching TV, Mm -mm. no being on the tablet or on the computer. We want to keep those screens off. That's vitally important to allowing our bodies to produce melatonin. Then what we're going to do is go into our room and read a book. Now, if your kids are young, you can read to them. We always liked to read chapter books to our kids when they were a little older, elementary age. Um, my husband and I would split. So each kid would get one-on-one reading parent or reading time with the parent, and then we'd go back and forth. Um, that way they got some one-on-one time with the parents. We staggered the bedtimes for the older kids and the younger kids. Um, and everyone loved having their own individual story. Here's the deal with story time. All right. You choose how many stories it is. Is this a one book, two book? What is the story time? And that is consistent. It's very, very important that everything about bedtime routine 
stays consistent. I know you're thinking, I've heard Cassie say consistent 15 times already. Consistency is key when it comes to bedtime routine. Once you put the kids in bed, you want them to stay in their room to try to rest, okay? Now, as an added little tip, I'm just going to tell you that right before our kids would go to sleep, right before we would get ready to leave the room and shut off the lights, we had this ritual we would do with our kids where we would leave them with happy thoughts. So right before bed, we would leave them with three to five happy thoughts, things that they're grateful for, things that they love, things that they could think about before they fell asleep at night that would allow them to have pleasant thoughts going into sleep and have good dreams. This actually works and it actually helps prevent bad dreams and um, restless sleep and waking up in the middle of the night. So three to five happy thoughts, things you're grateful for, things you love. Birthday parties were always a big one that we would talk about. Oh, we loved our birthday. Remember how this happened or that happened, right? Um, any fun things that were had already happened, okay? We avoided talking about fun things that were going to happen that could potentially create some kind of anxiety. So we might talk about the fun trip to Disney that we were maybe taking, but we would not talk about the first day of school, which could already create some nervousness for kids because it's new. It's change, okay? We have two kids who don't particularly like to travel. We never talked about the trip to Disney during happy thought time. So it's really about knowing your child and giving them something that they feel really good about to think about before they fall asleep. Now, the same thing works for you. I know all the same things work for you. This works for you too. Thinking about something positive and uplifting or thinking about something that you are, you a goal that you have for your future, something that you are dreaming about accomplishing in your life is really beneficial to improving your sleep. Now, in addition to that, you also want to have a bedtime routine. I personally have a two-part bedtime routine that I follow and recommend to all, all of my clients. Um, I call it the R&R bedtime routine. I know. Um, and it involves two pieces, which is rest and reset. So I do a reset for my day, set myself up for success the next day, and then I take a half an hour, no screens. Again, they're also not good for moms and dads, okay? And I spend that time relaxing with a cup of chamomile lavender tea and reading a nonfiction book so that I can go to sleep at night. Now, this is also a time when I would journal, when I would write my gratitude. All of those things actually come into my bedtime routine. I am a night owl, so I tend to move some of the things other people put in their morning routine into my bedtime routine. It works better for me. Here's the deal. If you have already tried to establish bedtime routines in your home, what you really want to be thinking about is this two-part system. It works for kids. 
It works for grownups. When I said the piece about tidy time and having a snack, potentially packing the backpack, getting the lunch ready for school the next day, that is a reset time for your kids. It allows them to reset their day, to get ready for the next day, to have a closing ceremony on their day, to know this day is done, and to move into the rest phase where they take a bath, they read a story, and they relax and get ready to sleep. If there's one tip and only one tip you take from this, I have to tell you the biggest difference maker is zero screens 30 minutes before bed. If you're going to start with one small step that you walk away from this podcast with, that one small step is 30 minutes before bed, no screens. It makes a world of difference. If you're still having sleep challenges or your children are still having sleep challenges, be sure to mention that to your doctor. It is important. It does matter. It is a significant health factor. And there are some physiological things that can be going on that can contribute to that. Hormone changes, stressors, different things can contribute to sleep problems. Do not weekend warrior your sleep challenges at the pharmacy make sure you speak to your doctor about it first. Now, let's move to the other side of the sleep coin, which is activity, right? It's moving our bodies. It's being active. It's exercising. I spent years, years punishing myself with exercise, and I didn't even realize I was doing it. So the number one question I want to ask you right now is, why do you exercise? If the answer to why do you exercise is anything but because it's fun and I love my body and want to take care of it, you're missing the boat. Okay. You're missing the boat. Exercise is not about being in calorie deficit. It's not about punishing yourself for what you ate. It's not something that you do so that you can have smaller thighs, which was my goal for many years. Okay. It is something that you do because you can, because it's good for your body, because it extends your health. And most of all, because it feels good. Now, here's the thing. I know right now you might be thinking, well, you think that because you obviously have the elusive exercise gene. I have to tell you this. I do not have an exercise gene. Don't have it. Okay. There is not a single part of me that ever aspires to go for a run. It's not going to be a thing. Okay. But that doesn't mean that I can't find movement I enjoy. A lot of times, what this is really about is opening up your definition of what is exercise. And exercise is simply moving your body. We all need to move our bodies 30 minutes a day, six days a week, approximately 180 minutes a week spent moving our bodies. We could move our bodies by walking the dog or playing Frisbee with the kids. We could move our bodies in my favorite way, which is dancing. We could do some yoga, okay? We could lift weights. If hit is your thing, do it. You love to run, go, right? 
We don't have to think of exercise as going to a gym. We don't have to think of exercise as something that makes us feel miserable. We can eliminate the concept of no pain, no gain. And as a matter of fact, this is essential so that you can start moving with your family. Teaching your children to incorporate movement into every day of their life is so important and so impactful. It will help them as they get older with stress management, with health management, with mental health management. Exercise is an excellent coping skill when you're in a funk, right? When you just don't feel all that great. It's a great pick-me-up. It is a great way to build confidence and to feel good about your body. Okay. Now I know a lot of people in my family, we had a lot of activities. Um, our kids were in soccer and football and cheerleading and all the activities, right? Um, we've done them all with five kids, but we had a lot of activities and you kind of lean into my kids are active enough because they're at soccer practice or because they're at baseball. Okay. Years ago, I was obsessed with the show, The Biggest Loser. Um, I don't know if anyone else out there has seen it or not, but I was obsessed with that show. I used to watch it all the time. And it always surprised me because about 50% of the people on the show, it seemed, I'm not, I didn't measure it, but it seemed like about half the people on the show were former athletes, were high school athletes or college athletes. And it occurred to me that one of the challenges that young athletes face is how to incorporate exercise into their adult lives when they're no longer on that team. When they have a job and a family and other demands, how do they incorporate exercise if they don't go to soccer practice? If they're doing it at home with you, they're juggling school, they're juggling homework, they're juggling family time, and they're still playing, they're still physically active with you, that's part of your family time, it makes it so much easier for them to incorporate that into their adult lives. My daughter is an avid hiker. She loves to hike. She's always taking my granddaughter, who's three, on hikes with her. It helps her to see her mom be active. It helps her to enjoy being active. It helps her to connect with nature, which is very important to my daughter. This is a way that their family bonds and connects with one another and connects with the world around them and connects with their own bodies and develops an appreciation for their ability. Now, listen, it does not matter how abled you are. It matters that you make an effort to move your body in the ways that you can. I love to suggest family adventure time. I think that one of the best things that you can do as a family is choose adventures that you can engage in. And so there's all the fun things you can do. You can play tag and you can play jump rope and you can go for walks and you can go for bike rides. There's all kinds of ways to get your family moving together. You can play soccer together in your backyard or Frisbee. Like I said, go play at the beach. All of these are excellent, excellent ideas. But one of my favorite things is to create a celebrate your family reward system that is about movement. So as we wrap up, 
our Family Health Challenge Month. I want to offer you this tip about celebrating yourself and your progress. It is not about a number on a scale. It is not about punishing yourself. It's not about depriving yourself. It's not about you eat nothing but broccoli and you go to the gym for three hours a day. It's not about that. It's about creating a lifestyle that supports health for every member of your family, creating a positive and healthy body image, creating connection, right? And a team spirit in your family. One of the best ways to reward yourself your family, for the progress you're making, for the commitments that you've taken on as a family to be healthier and to act as a team more, is to create a family adventure jar. Now, I love jars. I have them for all sorts of things all over my house. A family adventure jar is just such a fun way to celebrate your health progress. What you do is in your family meeting, or throughout the week as your kids ask to do or try different things, trust me, once they get moving, they're going to start asking. You start putting family adventure ideas in the jar. Things like rock climbing or hiking or camping, or I want our whole family to learn how to rollerblade. Let's go roller skating, right? Things like this that are fun adventures that you could spend half a day doing with your family and really enjoy and try something new as a family, right? You put those into a jar and once a week you choose something out of that jar and you go do it as a family. One of our favorite things to do in my family is high ropes courses. We love high ropes courses. We love zip lining. Um, We have tried all sorts of different adventures, and I just told my daughter the other day we're going to meet up with them in October and go hiking in the Red Rocks in Utah. Creating these connections and this excitement about movement and about health, emphasizing, look what we get to do. Look what we get to do. We get to go hiking together. We get to go camping together. Oh my goodness, we climbed that big rock wall together. It is such an incredible bonding experience. And the best part is, you know that you have equipped your children with everything that they need to know to maintain their lives, to have not only a long lifespan, but a healthy lifespan where they feel good in their bodies connected to their bodies. They know how to nourish themselves and nurture themselves. And honestly, who wouldn't be proud to know that that is their legacy in their family? Thanks for being here, everyone. You are so amazing. Wishing you all the joy and family fun you can possibly imagine. Remember, You are amazing. As one of our listeners, we want to see you exceed all of your health and wellness goals. Be sure to grab your free month of Your Amazing Essentials to help you along the way at www.amazingessentials.app. Our hope is that this application allows you to establish and maintain an exciting new perspective on health, wellness, and productivity. 
We can't wait to hear what you think. Over the next few weeks, we invite you to help us test out our newest features and share your feedback along the way. Thank you for being a part of this journey with us. And don't forget to like and subscribe here and keep stepping with us all week long inside our inclusive Facebook community, Your Amazing World. Thank you for tuning in today. We will be back next week to keep stepping together.